<laughs> and the chump is Chris. <laughs> so, I want to talk today about today. Uh, it is the last Sunday of 2018. We've had quite a year here at Community Church, and some in our personal lives has been a great storm. Uh, as a nation, man, it is depressing to watch the news. But uh, let's pray. Father, we, we ask you to open our hearts and our minds to what you have to share with us today. We ask that you would cause each person to walk out of that door different than they came in this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So as a little background, the children of Israel are just a couple of months out of Egypt. They've been in bondage for 400 years. But being human beings, they started to complain to Moses because they were hungry. You know, probably the supplies that they packed up in Egypt had run out, and uh, Israel found themselves in the wilderness. Now, there's no city market there. There's no Sam's Club for you to go and buy a pallet of baked beans or whatever. It's just desert and sun. And those of us that have seen it can say that there are lots of rocks and almost nothing green. So, they did what almost every human being does. They pined for the good old days back in Egypt. There was always plenty to eat. They had a nice house to live in. And it seems like they forgot the whip of the taskmasters. They forgot all about what they had suffered to get uh, freed from bondage. So I'm going to read in uh, Exodus 16. I'm going to read right now just verse 3. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Wow. Now it's easy for us, you know, they're saying to Moses and Aaron and to God, literally, this is all your fault. It's easy for us looking back to think how shallow they sounded. But we know the end of the story. They were in the beginning. And they were starving which makes things a lot different. So I'm going to read on starting in verse uh, 11. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And so it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay upon, lay all around the camp. 
And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel said it, they said, saw it, they said one to another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need, one omer for each person, according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered, some more, some less. And when they measured it by omers, he who gathered much had nothing left over. He who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said, Let no one leave it, any of it, till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need, and when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then, they, <clears throat> then he said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid up till morning, as Moses commanded, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. We'll pick up uh, a little later. But they had meat in the evening, and they had bread in the morning. The name manna means, what is it, in literal translation? Because that's what the children of Israel said when they saw the manna. What is this stuff? In 1 Corinthians 10.3, manna is called spiritual food because it fell from heaven. Now, manna is one of the greatest Old Testament miracles recorded. It fell in enough quantity to feed two to three million people every day like clockwork, for 40 years. To give an idea how many people that is, imagine Denver and all the surrounding cities, Lakewood, Littleton, Aurora, Thornton, Parker. All those people, all that humanity, on a 40-year camping trip. It's huge. That's a lot of quail. That is a lot of quail. That is a lot of manna. Uh, an omer is about two quarts. So doing the math, if there were three million children of Israel, that is 12 million quarts, or yeah, quarts of, of manna a day. On Friday, for the Sabbath, that's 24 million quarts of manna. 
Now, verse 14 says it came as the dew. Little round objects like frost. Maybe kind of like picking berries. And later on it says that they were sweet like a honey wafer. But like most blessings that come from the Lord, it came with instructions. First of all, you had to go out and gather it. That takes effort on our part. Second, you couldn't just eat it like cookie dough. You had to prepare it. You had to bake it, boil it, it says. I think I would probably like mine fried. But it was a very versatile little uh, berry-like thing. But going and preparing it took more effort. And it was only good for today. If you didn't pick it before the sun got hot, it melted. It was gone. If you tried to keep it overnight, it grew worms and it stank. Only on the Sabbath was there provision for two days. No worms, no stink. Now, isn't it amazing how the Lord makes provision for us to keep His commands? On the Sabbath... For the Sabbath, you're going to get twice as much. But manna was a daily food to them. And it's a picture of our spiritual food. It's there every day for the taking. You know, the Lord has never missed showing up for my daily quiet time. Not once. I, however, have been a no-show many times. I say to my shame. My spiritual feeding is only good for today. God is the God of now. Yesterday's manna isn't meant for today's experience. By spiritual food, I mean reading God's Word. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, And here's the kicker. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of my heart. Do I want to know God? Do I want to know myself? See how I'm doing? Then I need to hold my life up to God's Word like a template. And one time Bill Hybels was asked, how can I grow spiritually? His answer to this person was this. Read your Bible every day. I don't care if it's just one verse. Read your Bible every day. My spiritual food is also prayer, which is a two-way conversation. There's praise, thanksgiving, confession, petition. These are all important elements of prayer. But prayer is not a drive-up window where you pull up, roll down your window, tell them what you want, and go pick it up. You suppose that the King of Kings has an opinion he would like to share with me? You suppose that Maybe he has some perspective and guidance for the things going on in my life. And that's the things seen and unseen 
There are things going on in my life I don't even see. I think he has some perspective for that. It's a daily thing. It's manna for today. And it requires effort on my part. You know, when we first moved to Gunnison, I felt as though I was drying up spiritually. And so, I used to go to church with Doug Sparks' brother, Tom. So I felt like I had kind of an in with Doug, and I said, Doug, don't you feel it's kind of dry here spiritually? How come you haven't starved to death? And he laughed at me. (laughs) He said, you've been spoiled. You came from a place that was a spiritual buffet. You could eat all you want, any time you want. It was there for the taking. He said, you got to think of this place like a mission field. You want fed? you got to dig for it. There's a manna thing there. It takes effort on my part. Now, I realize that I've just revealed to you the depth of my shallowness, but how true those words are. It takes effort on my part to be fed. Well-fed takes even more effort, which strengthens our faith as we learn and experience more of Him and His encompassing care for us. Now this passage says in verse 16, let everyone gather it according to each one's need. Some of our situations require more energy, for lack of a better word, more grace than other people's. Yeah, I am a much more fervent prayer when it's my pain, when it's my family or my life. More shallowness, sorry. <laughs> but how about you? I'm also prone to back off when I'm fat and content. How about you? No matter our condition, God shows up every day like manna. Verse 17 and 18, I want to read this so we get it. Then the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. So when they measured it by omers, he who had much had nothing left over. He who gathered little had no lack. Every man had gathered according to each one's need. Everyone gathered what they needed. That's awesome. I don't know what your needs are today. I, to be honest with you, I don't even really know what my needs are today. I think I do. I've been wrong a lot of times. But it says... He who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Today's manna is sufficient for any and all of today's needs. The key here is today. My spiritual health and welfare, 
my physical, mental, emotional, vocational health and welfare are directly tied to today's feeding on God's provision. And I can't stock up my pantry for tomorrow's needs. Verse 19 and 20 says, And Moses said, Let no one leave any till morning. But they didn't listen. They stashed some for the next day, maybe so they wouldn't have to go out and and do a little work. And it grew worms and it stunk. Jesus said in Matthew 5, He said, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. I love this. So sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Or the old King James says, sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. So, seek first the kingdom of God. Go get your manna and His righteousness, and all the rest of this stuff will be taken care of. Don't worry about tomorrow. There's manna for tomorrow, tomorrow. Sufficient unto this day is the problems that we have. You could say, today's manna is sufficient for today and has been provided for today. It's provided, but we need to go pick it up, as it were. Now, we Americans, many of us are... We have a paycheck-to-paycheck mentality. But you have to cash your paycheck to get its benefits. It doesn't do any good just having it. Today's manna is much more than a paycheck. It's a daily provision served with a present daily relationship with the living God. The only manna that lasted more than today, or the Sabbath, was one omer that they set aside and put in the ark. Remember the three things in the ark? The tablets of stone, Aaron's rod that budded, and a jar of manna. It never grew worms. It never stank. Why? Because it was in the presence of the living God, the life-giving force, So I ask, is my spiritual life stale? Does it stink? I think each one of us can answer that to ourselves. But manna requires a daily effort on my part. You can't live on yesterday's manna. It was good then, but we're in now, today. So we need a fresh helping. 
Now, it's important for us to remember that looking back those times of triumph and triumph that we've had with the Lord, how He was faithful always, what He did, what we learned. But that was then. We can't go back there. Truth is, God won't go back there. He will not go back and change yesterday. Want to hear a really good saying? Give up all hope of a better past. Let me say that again. Give up all hope of a better past. It's not going to happen. You're in today. Now, looking back is helpful. But going back is impossible. There's a fresh meal waiting for each one of us every day, all that we need. So, 2018 was quite a year. We lost our pastor. We lost some people. We lost our music director. We also celebrated the 100-year anniversary of Community Church. We've had births and marriages, and a few even went home to meet the Lord face to face. It hasn't been an easy year. Kind of like being in the wilderness, where you have to depend on the Lord. And I'm here to say he has been faithful. We've had to put forth a little effort. We've had to go out and gather his provision. We've had to prepare it. That took a little effort. But the Lord of Lords has provided for us every day on our journey to his promised land. And that's where we're headed. You know, just like the Israelites were headed to Canaan, the land of promise, we, the church, the bride of Christ, are headed for heaven to be in His presence. And this daily feeding is the sustenance that's going to get us there. Now, I am proud of you, community church. You've put forth the effort. You've stepped up and you've behaved like a church is supposed to behave. Like a family. Like a precious pearl of great price. The beloved. Bearing one another's burdens. If there was a gap we didn't have to call somebody up and say, hey, we need this. You just stepped up and you met the need with the giftings that the Lord has given you. That's awesome. We made it. We made it through 2018. You did it. Well done. However, Tomorrow, that all is yesterday's manna.
every bit of it. We're going to have to go out and fill our omers again with the fresh, nourishing helping of God's Spirit to enjoy a new day that we have been gifted by Almighty God. 2019 is upon us. We got a new pastor, Pastor Larry and Gala and Seth. You know, they've been prayed in from our end, and they've been prayed in from their end. That's pretty cool. And here we are. I'm excited to see what the Lord does here in Gunnison at Community Church, and our whole community for that matter. But here's a note. Moses didn't go out and get everybody's manna for them. They each had to go out and gather their own manna. It's not recorded in Scripture, but I have a hunch that Moses and Aaron and Miriam had to go out and get their own manna. I'm sure from what I know of Pastor Larry that he knows how to do that. And he does it as well, every day. Every one of us is required to go out and get our own manna. Hear these words, beloved. This is no time to push in your clutch or let off your throttle. We're not there yet. When Larry and Gayla are here, We're still not there. We're not there until we hear those words from our Master. Well done, good and faithful servant. Then you can let off the throttle and push in your clutch and enjoy His presence. But until that day, it's incumbent on every one of us to stay fresh and nourished Daily feeding on manna, God's provision, our spiritual food. And the cool thing is, there's enough for all. Every one of us, doesn't matter what our need is, your need will be met. So thanks for listening, and let's pray. Father, it's a challenge I know but it's a blessing to spend that time with you each day to hear your words to see and feel and sense your presence and to know that we're on our way and that you're with us I pray that you would uh, make this a reality for each one that our our needs would be met and we see you at work day in and day out. But keep us fresh, Lord. Keep us going back every day for more of You. In Jesus' name, Amen.